Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right. Uh, welcome in here on this, what the heck is today, Thursday. Um, oh, gosh. Where do we begin? Um, yesterday was supposed to have been and should have been the safest place in Kansas city should have been union station. You had 850 police officers there, um, including 600 Kansas city, Missouri law enforcement. There should have been no safer place in this Metro area than union station. And instead that was the scene of absolute uh, hellscape is the word that I've used a couple of times to describe it. Feel free to throw in your own. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. Um, if you were listening to the very end of our show yesterday at 1:55 in the last few minutes, as the rally was wrapping up, John started to notice cause he was watching the live feed. I was watching uh, the stream that was delayed by about a minute. Uh, some some things happening and I said if it had been shots fired you would have seen people running from the scene in directions that didn't make sense we went off the air I put different socks on grabbed my phone and within three minutes Dana was interrupting ABC News that was yeah it, it happened exactly that fast I mean we first heard the word shooting about 10 seconds before the end of our show and that was from Channel 9. And at that point, they said an apparent shooting. So we didn't even know what that meant. And you're right. In, in the space of that three or four minutes between then and the top of the hour and, and then just afterward, uh, when we jumped in and interrupted the news at the top of the hour, it was that fast that it went from a security issue to a mass shooting where more than 20 people ended up with bullet wounds. We're going to open the phone lines up, 913-586-7798. This, I mean, Dana went on the BBC last night. So that that is how big of a story this is. And and let me give credit to Dana and Parks yesterday for doing, I don't think they took a commercial break between 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. They didn't. It was an I incredible job. I stopped listening job. at 7 o'clock. They did an incredible job last night. Um, if there are news conference today, we will carry them for you. Children's Mercy, KCPD, so far we don't know of any. And so far, the official death toll, at least, still stands at one. Um, the official injury count is still at 22 that we know of. I'm a little surprised we don't have any more official information about any of that. Um, if we get it, we'll certainly pass it on to you. Flags at Union Station are at half staff. Union Station is closed today they are planning to reopen tomorrow and all of that area over there is a crime scene um and it's and it's still blocked off with tape 
Um, I will admit, and I just said this to John off the air, um, I'm in a bit of a fighting mood today. That doesn't happen a lot, but um, I listened to our five solid hours of coverage yesterday, except for when I had to go to the dentist because I had put that off from the morning before because of all the Royals news. And so I, I, I had to go get dental work done. Um, I, did, I didn't know what to do with myself yesterday. It was Valentine's Day. I, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I drove around and I listened. And every time I saw a kid walking down the street, I got tears in my eyes because what happened yesterday could have been any of us. That event drew hundreds of thousands of people. For everyone who is saying this is an urban core problem, there were people, there were more people there yesterday than live in Kansas City. So people came in from all over the place. I'm, I'm angry still, I'm heartbroken, I'm sad, I'm worried, and I don't know what to do about it. And none of it makes any sense. I mean, it's never going to make any sense when something like this happens. I mean, firing off a gun in a crowd is one of the stupidest things you could possibly ever do. And I don't care what the reason was. I mean, we're going to piece that together and the police are talking to the three people that they have in custody right now to try to piece together what the sequence of events was that led up to the shooting, who did the shooting, what was what was going on. And we've heard from people who were there at the scene that said the whole thing started with an argument. You had two groups of, of young people who were arguing with each other. One of them started to walk away, according to some of the witness statements, started to walk away, the one with the backpack, and then turned around with the backpack held up in front of him and started shooting through the backpack. And, I mean, first of all, what are you fighting about? Yeah. This this is a day when everybody was there for the same reason. It was a celebration. What in the name of all that is good and holy were you possibly fighting about? And even that is kind of the wrong question. I mean, the, the only question that really makes any difference is how do we get people to have an argument without pulling out a gun and shooting at each other? We'll get to your calls here. Um, I'll just point out it was just announced that... Uh, Kansas City, Missouri Police Chief Stacey Graves and Mayor Quentin Lucas plan a news update at 10.30 a.m. So we will carry that for you live coming up. In answer to your question, John, there would be no good answer to that. There, there, would, be no, yeah. there would be no answer to that that makes any sense. Um, so I said something on Twitter yesterday that I've gotten a lot of ugly comments in doing this show the gang rape threats that came in during the Me Too era were probably the worst I've ever gotten. Yesterday, I said something on Twitter that got, it wasn't a threat, but we were towing that line, bringing up my family. Um, I got particularly set off yesterday when I heard the police chief, Stacey Graves, and then Gene Peters Baker said this, and it just rubbed me the wrong way, and so I, I kind of went off about it. They both said, this is not my Kansas City. Huh. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. This yeah. is what I said on Twitter. Boy, yes, that, it is. And that's bizarre because I said almost exactly the same thing on Facebook yesterday. Yeah, it, and it, I was yelling at my radio, and I said it on Twitter. I've gotten 173 comments so far, and people are going off on me about it. Yes, it is your Kansas City. It's my Kansas City. John lives in Shawnee. It's his Kansas City, too. It, it, this is one of the most dangerous cities in the country, Google violent crime stats, Google murder rates. This is one of the most violent, most dangerous cities in the country. We have more murders here or murder rates are higher 
than Chicago, for those who are going to bring that up, it is higher than many, many other cities that are bigger geographically and have more people. This shooting affects all of us. There were kids down there yesterday that do not live in the urban core, which is what a lot of people are going off on me about. I appreciate the people that just flat out said to me, this is a black people problem. I mean, there were people that just said that. This is an urban core problem. Stop saying this is not my Kansas City. That's denial. You are denying the problem. Yes, it is. Yeah, we we just came off a year where we set a record for homicides. And the record that we broke was set the year before for homicides. So the idea that somehow this is out of bounds for here isn't true. I mean, it just it's on the face of it. It's not true. And you're right. That kind of denial doesn't what that does is it steps in the way of making any progress toward mitigating this situation. If you don't admit what's going on, how can you possibly hope to fix it? You cannot change what you don't acknowledge. Yeah. And to say this is not my Kansas City. Yes, it is. This is this is this is um, I listen, I appreciate that. Um, police ran in. I appreciate more than I can even explain that Kansas Citians ran in and, and, you know, helped catch the people that are responsible. This is our Kansas City. It absolutely, this is in our backyard. And this affects all of us, whether you're in the urban core or not. And whether, and, and because of that, if we're going to acknowledge that this is what our identity is at present, if you don't want it, I mean, if if Stacy Graves is going to say, you know, this is not my Kansas City or this is not Kansas City, meaning I don't want Kansas City to be like this, well, then it's you're going to have to work to change it because yeah. if if we're just going to sit around and say, well, this isn't who we are, then no work is going to get done and no change is going to be affected. We've seen events like this go on over and over and over again, and no change is affected. Nothing happens to the point where we're all sick of it, and we all throw up our hands and say, what are we supposed to do about this? Well, it's time to stop flapping gums about it, and it's time to start getting things done. And uh, yeah, I know Manny Abarca is already making noise about mm -hmm. that, about legislating this, about doing something through the legislative process to try to to change this situation as it is. But simply saying that it, it's not that, that it's not who we are, that this situation somehow doesn't exist, is only going to make that progress stop. Feel free to offer answers and solutions. Let's go to the phones and bring in Andy, who's calling in from Lawrence. Hi, Andy. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Welcome. My daughter is an ER nurse and a mother of three little ones, and she went down to the parade, um, parked at Oak Park Mall and rode the shuttle, and she was probably 50 feet away from where the shooting happened, and she said, I was at home with her little ones, and I got a text that said, Mom, I'm hiding in the post office. There's been a shooting. And I'm like, what? I tried to call her, and she said hello, and the phone went dead, and I'm oh my God. freaking out. And then I called again, and she said, the, the police are trying to hurt us into the parking garage. There's a woman here that has blood all over her. She wasn't shot, but she was obviously near somebody who had been. And then she said, I saw people just running and children just being trampled, and I'm today still shaking, thinking, if we win another Super Bowl, do we ever have a parade again? Because it's almost not worth it. I don't know. So we'll definitely get to that part of the conversation. And um, I, 
I'm, I'm, the hair of my arms is standing up. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine through, for what you went through, right. Andy. You and your daughter yeah. both. Um, she she called me and said we had to walk across the bridge, whatever the bridge is, and then she said it would be hours. No buses were there to take people that were just running away, and so two older women called an Uber and got her in the car with her. But it was just surreal. Yeah. Just, I, I, Andy, yeah, thank you. That and that, I again, we're really sorry that that happened. But um, that's something that because of what we talked about yesterday with cell towers being overwhelmed. I mean, you better believe as soon as the shooting started and word started to get around, what happened? Everybody needed to call somebody, right? And not, I don't want to tell too many stories out of school here, but you heard some of this on the air yesterday that you know Dana and Parks both had people who were down there. You know, family members who were down there. And, we're, and when I left yesterday, we were still trying to get a hold of those family members because it became almost impossible. Everybody was all of a sudden overwhelming all of the cell towers. She had a call dropped. And I mean, if you couldn't get through, all you had to do was sit and wait until you heard something. And it, I mean, that's maddening. It's a situation that no parent should ever be in. We will today, I don't know when we'll do this, maybe a little bit later in the show. Um, yeah, we will today talk about what to do with future parades. One of the first comments I heard yesterday was the St. Patrick's Day parade is the next big parade coming up. Yeah. What are we doing? What what, what are we going to do there? Are you going to go? Are we canceling parades until we figure this out? Let's go to Maureen in Kansas City and find out what she's thinking about all this. Hi, Maureen. I'm the one that called in yesterday afternoon. I was getting ready to board the uh, Amtrak train to go down to the festivities yes. at Union Station. I'm sure you remember my call. Yeah, sure. Um, there were two other people at the depot, and I commented about I was surprised there weren't more people riding the train downtown. And I mentioned that I had called in to a radio station um, to tell them that I was going down and lo and behold the man that was there heard me on the radio and said are you the one that's going down for the chili burger (laughs) yes so arrived at union station um i was the last to disembark because uh, my left leg i have arthritis in it and uh, it kind of flared up so i was walking pretty slow and by the time i got up to the skywalk and entered the second level of Union Station, that's when I heard the first pop. And I thought, dang, that sounds like a gunshot. And then pop, 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 pop. Um, A security man came out of nowhere and escorted four of us to an elevator that I didn't even know existed to take us down to the lower level. A security officer from Titan, and I have to mention this, um, stood with me because I called my son who works downtown and said, I'm safe, wait um, and pick me up because I can't board the train to go back home. They were canceling everything going in and out. Um, And uh, anyway, this... uh, security officer from Titan um, contacted his off, his superior and said, I have an 82-year-old senior citizen here, and um, she needs help meeting her son. Between him and the Kansas City Police Department, 
uh, they were able to take me upstairs to the main floor and the police officer walked me two blocks up to meet my son because no one, he couldn't get to me because of all of the streets that were uh, shut down. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to get it worked out. uh, We unfortunately are up against the clock and have to go. But Maureen, thank you so much for checking back in with us and letting us know what you heard yesterday. Yes, thank you. You got to take care of yourself. All right, I know we have callers on hold. We have to get to a break. Again, at 1030, we're going to air that news conference with KCPD and Quentin Lucas. So we might not get to everybody. We'll, We'll get through it all here as we go along. Be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. Taking your calls here for about two or three more minutes, and then we are going to break so that we can get to the news conference with uh, Stacey Graves, KCPD chief, and Quentin Lucas. We've not had yet an update today. Um, at last check, the official death toll from KCPD, and that's where um, we get our information, is one. The official injury count was 22. I would expect we're going to get some updates today. No doubt. And let's talk for just a minute about that one death, because I think, I mean, the, the Lopez and Galvan families have got to be going through absolute hell today. Uh, and this was a member of the Kansas City radio community who was shot and killed. Uh, Lisa Lopez Galvan was the host of uh, Taste of Tejano on community radio. And I, I think, I mean, I, I did not know her. Uh, I've never, I never met either. her. But, uh, I mean, any time. It, it's such a small community. And any time we lose a member of the radio community here in town, it hurts. Uh, it hurts us all. And, and it hurts, I mean, it hurts radio in general. And that's something that it, it's just, it's so again, awful and senseless. It would be awful and senseless for anybody to lose a life the way that she did yesterday. But I I don't know for those families how they're going to put together that this is the series of events that led to her, that led to the end of her life. Well said. Yeah, I I don't either. Let's get one quick call on. Let's go to Ashley in Kansas City. Hello, Ashley. It's all yours. Ashley, you with us? Uh, looks like we may have lost Ashley. Sorry about that. How about uh, Angela up next in Kansas City? Hi, Angela. Good morning. Morning. My heart's go out to these families that were affected yesterday. Um, my family attended the parade last year, and we uh, parked ourselves in the Union Station area um, last year. My husband, my son, two sons, and I. And I was very uncomfortable in that area yesterday. It was a sea of dope smoking and dope selling, dope dealing. Um, everywhere we, we walked in that area of Union Station, I felt terribly uncomfortable. Um, and I, I almost posted Monday night, uh, families you know, wanting to go enjoy the parade definitely need to get in the parade route and stay clear of the Union Station area. It was not for families. Um, Unfortunately, this event happened yesterday. Honestly, I was surprised it didn't happen last year. It was just a sea of dope smoking and dope dealing. I hate to stereotype, but that's what we witnessed. All right, Angela, thank you. Thanks for for the call. I I don't know that one has to do with the other, but, uh, I mean, we're we're still waiting to hear from the police what they say started this. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break. We don't want to miss the beginning of that news conference, so we'll take a break. We'll get you an update on traffic. Be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We are awaiting a news conference with KCPD Chief uh, Stacey Graves and Mayor Quentin Lucas. Um, <laughs> they are collecting information. It was supposed to start at 1030. We'll bring it to you as soon as it starts. Yesterday, there were a couple of delays because as they gather information, which they know we want, that takes a little bit of time. So we'll keep going with your calls about events yesterday, understanding we might have to immediately cut you off and go to Stacey Graves. We, yes, we also have some information about donations that are coming in from around the country and from around the area to several organizations here in town. We'll tell you about that coming up just a little while from now as well. In the meantime, let's go to Mike and Waldo. Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to say my heart goes out to the families. Um, Beto Lopez, the, sister, the brother of the lady who was killed, yeah. coached my daughter in softball, and just a oh, fantastic wow. quality family. Very nice people. Um, and then I, I, my other question or thought was uh, that new uh, security fencing barrier they put up around the stage seating area, uh, it seems like it unwittingly almost created a, a, a pen where people couldn't get out, couldn't escape quickly. I'm just curious if that's something we need to rethink in future events to at least be able to break that thing down to keep people from being held captive if we're a, a mass shooter intent on. You got it, Mike. I think we need to scoot on that. Not yet. That was my oh, – okay. I, that was for Colin. But Not it, yet. It, uh, but we do – microphones are set up. It will be momentarily, I suspect. Gotcha. Okay. And, Mike, thank you very much for the call. I mean, it's it, – it, at this point, you know, it, it's one of those situations where no suggestion is a bad suggestion, you know. There are a whole bunch of things that are going to need to be sorted out here. And I think that – I mean, to that end, when they were putting that fence up, I think the last thing on their mind was, what are we going to do in case of a mass shooting? Right. You, you know, you hope that you wouldn't have to think that way. Okay, here we go, John. Um, this is Mayor Quentin Lucas uh, that we're going to hear first. We're here to give an update on both the investigation, victim information to the extent we have available now, and the ongoing work being done in Kansas City in response to yesterday's shooting incident. Our condolences continue to go out to all those who have been impacted, including the decedent. You will have more information on that in our conversation that comes up shortly. A few things to note, and the Chief will cover a bit later. If you have questions about property, or other information relating to belongings that were left at Union Station, please call the city's 311 information line. Please do not call the police department's line in connection with that information. The other thing that we wanted to note were mental health resources for anyone who feels concerns from yesterday's events. 
please call 988, and that's how we can connect you with services. We also will be making victim advocacy services available following this crisis. With that, we'll come back for questions after the police chief and the fire chief speak. With that, I'll turn it over to Police Chief Stacy Graves. Police Chief Stacy Graves. As you know, yesterday we experienced a tragic event during a time that was meant for celebration. The law enforcement response was exemplary. Those in attendance also responded. They helped one another and even physically stopped a person who was believed to be involved in the incident. I want to thank the people who acted bravely yesterday alongside law enforcement to include the Kansas City Fire Department. Your selfless act did not go unnoticed. Thank you, Kansas City. I'm angered by what occurred in our city yesterday, but I'm also thankful for the response. Members of the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, the Kansas City Fire Department, city officials, federal partners, and many others have worked around the clock investigating this incident. All of their hard work and dedication has allowed me the opportunity to provide you this update today. I want to thank the Attorney General, the Governor, the Mayor, and numerous other elected officials, as well as numerous Chiefs of Police for reaching out to me directly, offering support, assistance, to include federal resources to assist in this investigation. First and foremost, I want to stress that preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. During the overnight hours, we learned there are 23 victims of yesterday's shooting. One of our victims, Elizabeth Galvin, 43 years old, died. We are still learning about her, but know that she is beloved by many. To her friends and family, we are with you. And we are working tirelessly to investigate her murder. The 22 victims age range between eight years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims are under the age of 16. As mentioned yesterday, we have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. And it should be noted we have recovered several firearms. This incident is still a very active investigation. We ask anyone in the vicinity of the shooting that directly witnessed the shooting incident, has any video of the shooting incident, or is a victim of the shooting who has not yet reported to police, please call this dedicated line, 816-413-3477. I know there are many more questions that you all want answers to uh, that I may not have answered just yet. It's critical that we protect the integrity of this case so that we can bring justice to the victims, their families, and everyone else involved. It should also be noted we are also working closely with our Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, we're going to pass this on to uh, Chief Grundison from the Fire Department. Good morning. I'm Fire Chief Ross Grundison. Uh, yesterday, Kansas City units, along with our mutual aid partners, 
uh, treated a total of 22 victims of the shooting incident. Um, we had one fatality that was on scene, eight critical, seven serious, and six patients with minor injuries. All the critical patients were transported off the scene uh, within 10 minutes of our point of contact with them. We transported to Children's Mercy, University Health, and St. Luke's on the Plaza. KCFD had a plan in place and we were ready to respond to an incident like this. At the time of the shooting, we had approximately eight personnel from KCFD and KC Medical who were assisting us in the immediate area. Some of those members were within 40 feet of where the shooting took place. These members did not run for cover, but stayed on scene to treat and triage the injured while additional KCFD units ran to their assistance. I am very grateful uh, and proud of the service of these crews that worked this terrible incident. They gave their all yesterday, like they do every day in this city, and again, put their, the public's lives above their own, and we are grateful for that. I also wanna say thanks to all the mutual aid uh, partners that we worked with on this incident. Um, very grateful for their assistance. Thank you. Thank you. Questions? Chief, uh, Chief, I wanted to ask you uh, about a comment you made yesterday, uh, because you said this is not Kansas City. And you just mentioned that this was an argument, apparently, that escalated. We had a similar situation just happened right around the corner at Crown Center less than a month ago. Last year, we set a record for homicides in this community with 182. So isn't gun violence, in fact, very much a part of what we face here in Kansas City routinely? We do face gun violence here in Kansas City, but my note of this is not Kansas City is in we had likely one million people down in and around this, this celebration. To, to have the, the ability to have that many people in, in our downtown area with a, I'm not, I don't want to minimize this event, but you have, that's Kansas City. That, that is a million people that are, um, able to come together for a celebration again you have just a handful or I, I'm not I don't have a specific number of, of actors in this that that perpetrated the violence that that played out do you have arrests because I my understanding you can only hold these folks for so long before correct you charge them have you charged them yet uh, we have not charged them yet this is still in, under investigation we do have 24 hours until we we have to either file charges or release them That'll and again again we are working closely with the jackson county prosecutor's office to present the most successful case for prosecution is there, is there issues with, with linking them to the actual shooting um do you have enough evidence at this point to make so, so some of those questions i'm not able to give a direct answer just because i want to protect the integrity of this investigation my focus right now and and what is most important to to us is to make sure that everything in this case is presented for successful prosecution. I so some of those that. questions, um, I'm, it, I'm it hesitant to. So I think the answer so, is she's not. Wait, hold on a second, Mr. Mayor. We seem, it seems like we are so many hours from the shooting at this point. You're not announcing an arrest. I just don't understand. Uh, we we have subjects that are detained, like I said earlier. That is under investigation. We have detectives that have worked overnight and through the night that are still upstairs right now working with our Jackson County Prosecutor's Office for, for uh, the furtherance of this investigation. Chief, I have that, I that, that we, we uh, have um, all intentions of presenting charges. Okay, I understand. The other thing I wanted to ask you about um, the individuals, were they part of a gang? Was this some kind of gang crew uh, situation? Uh, you know, the, the relationship between the uh, subjects involved 
we, that's still under investigation. Can you, 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 you go ahead to the lady, please. You're good. Go. Were the three suspects or the three people you currently have in custody, were they known to Kansas City Police prior to this or any federal law enforcement or other law enforcement? That is also under investigation. Chief, can you elaborate? locations where there was more than one location where the shootings took place, correct? Can you tell us that? Initial reports were that there was more than one location. It really is. That's not the case. It was mostly on the west side of Union Station. Chief, I had another you, question. You, you made it sound like you're not sure at this point how many people may have been involved. Does that mean there are potentially more shooters out in the open right now? What, what that is, if I could clarify that, is that we are not uh, closing the door and giving direct numbers on this. This is still an active investigation. We are, all, are still uh, asking the public that if anyone noticed that, if anyone witnessed the shooting directly, to still contact police. We want to make sure that anyone that was responsible for yesterday is brought to justice. Chief, can you elaborate? Could you tell us again the name of the victim? Elizabeth uh, Galvin. And how old is she? She's 43. 43 years old. Okay. And and and, and where and what is what exact time did, did the shooting was? When was that reported? And where exactly did it happen? It was approximately, I believe, maybe 1:50 p.m. Uh, I'm not completely sure on exactly when the shots were fired, but it was at the conclusion of the celebration rally. Yes, sir. Chief, can you elaborate at all on the firearms that were recovered on the scene? Uh, right now, I, I am not going to elaborate on that Chief, just yet. Yeah. There, there were several firearms that were recovered. Mr. Is the Mayor, ATF would monitors have been able to legally hold on to Just a weapons? second. What was your question? Is the ATF helping you? Uh, we have our, we have engaged our, our federal partners. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department has a great relationship with our federal partners. We have historically, and um, they have offered all of their assistance to whatever we need in this. Would minors have been able to legally possess these weapons if they were, you know, if they were legally obtained somehow? Would a minor be able to have that weapon in public? Minors should not be in but possession of weapons. Was one of the weapons well, this morning? I was, yeah. watching, I was watching local news. You were talking about a high-powered weapon. And yeah. Juveniles. Yep. People shouldn't have. Is that something that was was a high-powered weapon used in this incident? I think the chief explained right now. There's still an investigation as to the firearms. Firearms have been retrieved, and then we'll learn more about it. To the extent that I was speaking towards it, it was from uh, listening to uh, sounds of gunfire, both in person like and uh, certainly in connection with what I have since seen in video as well. But we'll have all that information uh, as soon as possible. That's being investigated Chief, with if, the firearms. If there was a, a long gun, one second, go ahead. I know you haven't uh, said so, but you know there have been some pictures shown of like an uh, AR or something to that effect. If there's a long weapon, wouldn't that be something that you have hundreds of police officers there, wouldn't that be something they would potentially be able to spot before it's even used? I think our police officers did an outstanding job yesterday. I'm not here to second guess any part of that work. I know that we will review this situation like we do any other incident to make sure that we can keep the people of Kansas City safe at future times. Yes. Last a one, question no. about Last the uh, victims that were hospitalized. Do we have an update on how many were discharged, specifically the nine gunshot wound victims that were children? Yeah. I don't we don't we don't have we don't have the the updates on the conditions of the children that were hospitalized. Chief, were there additional shootings that happened near around the uh, the uh, rally? I didn't hear you. Were, were there any additional shootings that took place before or, or around the uh, rally point? Uh, yesterday, it was uh, yesterday it was mentioned that there was a shooting in and around uh, 27th and Gillum, that area. Uh, and we were also asked if that had anything to do with this shooting. Right now, we don't have any information that 
those are, are related, but that's under investigation. Was there a consideration of having metal detectors? Would you do another parade next year if the Chiefs win? I'll just do the parade point and then will we do it? Again, if the Chiefs win, would you hold another parade? Because I've talked to people that said they wouldn't come. Here's the thing: we have a plan for a St. Patrick's Day parade in Kansas City. We have parades all the time. I don't think they'll end. Certainly, we recognize the public safety challenges at issue that relate to them. This is why we have detectives right now who are doing important work to make sure the people who committed these offenses are brought to justice. We will learn about the types of firearms that is used, and we'll do everything that we can, both as a city and working with our state and federal partners to see that we can help avoid these types of situations. Unfortunately, this is not the first shooting at a parade in our country or a rally. That is certainly a tragic uh, incident for us because we don't have experience with them. You asked the chief at the outset, is this Kansas City? Well, we've had parades like this before. We had one last year without this type of incident. We had a Kansas City Royals victory parade where we had almost no arrests in 2015. So I don't think in any way that this is Kansas City. I do think that there is a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, and there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. That, however, does not mean that Kansas City will stop having major events. We will do all we can to make sure people are safe, and that's why I think you're seeing so many people at KCPD and the Kansas City Fire Department doing work to address that. Thank you all so much. All right. Um, sorry, I'm trying to do five things at one time. In answer to your, your question, Colin, yes. <laughs> do a little easier. staff meeting on the air. Yes. Just, I, can't type, I can't type about one thing and talk about another in the same breath. My brain's just not that good at this. Um, all right. So that was uh, Kansas City, Missouri Police Chief Stacey Graves. That was the fire chief as well and Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas, uh, we got some updates. And I'm feeling the frustration in the crowd of reporters as well about um, some lack of detail here. Yeah, non-responsive. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything there was, uh, well, we can't really answer that yet. Well, we, we're still investigating that. And you understand, I mean, there's a fine line to be drawn there because you don't want to put an investigation in jeopardy by giving information out to the public too soon but to the frustration on the part of the reporters we're talking about a situation now where we have had 20 hours since the shooting took place you've had three people in custody for 20 hours what do you need to know yeah um i oh yeah and i um john and i were looking at each other all due respect to stacy graves this is a hard job and there's national media there, I suspect, because every, again, the BBC was covering this yesterday. And this is her first big outing with something like this. Um, she needs to understand the questions that are going to be coming in here about it, um, about the gun, about even the question about how many other people might be involved no, you have to be able to anticipate those questions. Not only that, but I think that you also have to recognize that in the 20 hours since this event took place yesterday, 19 hours now, or yeah, uh, yeah, 20, other way, 21 hours since this yeah. all went down yesterday. Sorry, I'll get, it, I'll get the math straight in my head in, my, in, in a okay. minute. But um, that, that in that time, social media has been full of pictures of the gun of the backpacks, of other things while the investigation was going on. I mean, there were photographs of all of these things online. 
you can be a little bit more open with information that's already public and say, yes, we believe or no, we don't believe that the gun that was circulated on social media was the one that was used to actually fire the shots. If you know, and if you don't know, say, I don't know. I mean, but the idea that, well, we can't talk about what kind of guns were used or how many. Why do you not know that 21 hours after this event? I want to go through some quick numbers and then we need to get to a break here. Um, So 23 total, uh, I'll use her words, 23 victims of yesterday's shooting, including one who died. That was Elizabeth Galvin. That's who we talked about, 43 years old. The 22 other victims are ages 8 to 47. At least half of those are under age 16. There are three subjects detained. Two of those are juveniles. They've recovered several firearms. They have not said what exactly. We need to get to a break. We will take more calls on this coming up after 11 o'clock. 913-586-7798. Back here in a few minutes on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. We have time. We can get out a quick call here, and then we'll get to more of your comments coming up after 11 o'clock. Let's go to Jason and Olathe real quick. Hey, Jason, it's all yours. Yeah, thanks. Good show, guys. I I, I don't always agree with you guys all the time. It makes the world go around, but I totally agree with you today. I think the public has a right to know things. Here's what I, I'll stick to one specific point. Very provocative, very interesting. Dana and Parks, great show, follows you guys. Yesterday interviewed a guy for about seven minutes, and his name was Terry. They have it up on their website right now. Everybody needs to listen to that interview. It is extremely provocative in terms of what this guy who claims he was, an, and, and Dana Parks claimed that they knew this guy, what he reported happened in real time. It's hard to believe this guy could have made it all up. But if you listen to that interview with this guy named Kerry, again, it's on Dana and Park's website as we speak. This guy claims that there were seven males involved in this thing, two adults, five younger males, and that they were going at it for some time yep. until one of the younger males shot. Now, if that's true, even halfway true, if you do simple math, they say they only have three in custody, that leaves four people we're involved in this directly still at large now no one is talking about this that's what i find very provocative it's no one is talking about this interview with this carry guy yesterday and he seen now maybe the guy was nuts but it was very credible interview no that's that's exactly what we've heard for the last day is that same idea that you had a, a group of younger people and a couple of older people who were going back and forth and that's where the shooting started but i mean if the the four that are not in custody the four like you said that were involved in this aren't in custody it means they ran and and got well, away i mean it was a big listen, crowd but listen yes and a lot of people saw this but listen to the interview this Terry guy reports that the, one of the adult males was all shot up and was laying there on the ground bleeding out. No one has talked about that. Why? I, I don't know what uh, – we've got to go for the yeah, top of the – I don't know what the conspiracy theory is that you're trying yeah. to foment here. Nobody's keeping any information back. It wouldn't be on their side if we were. All right. Uh, we need to get to a break. We'll take more of your calls. 913-586-7798. Back here in a few on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.